0: to business with Bobby Kerr, brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Um, now, about the economic and political situation, the UK could easily be described as chaotic over the last few weeks. Our regular UK correspondent is renowned economist David Smith of the Sunday Times, and we haven't spoken to him uh, since the summer so was we've, we've a lot to catch up with this morning. David Smith, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Bobby. A lot of water has gone under the bridge since then, and uh, obviously, very sorry to hear about the uh, the tragedy in Donegal. Absolutely, uh, yeah.
0: No, no, it's a very, very, very sad and difficult situation. And thanks for saying that, David. Um, why did the markets pick on the U.S., David? It's the kind of million-dollar question. Um, it it seemed to be a, a you know a th- well a thought through plan. Um, it was going to give all these tax breaks, it was going to be good for business, but it just seems to have blown up in everybody's face. Tell us yeah, tell us yeah, where I, we're at now.
1: Yeah, I think there was a slip of the tongue there, uh, Bobby, because you said, why did they pick on the US? You meant the UK. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, absolutely, why did they pick on the UK? Well, I think... Um, What was expected in this uh, in that uh, maxi mini budget we had on September the 23rd from the new chancellor was that uh, we'd already had the energy price freeze announced and the energy price freeze was was necessary. And then the expectation was that uh, Liz Truss, the new prime minister, would follow through with her, her pledge to reverse the tax increases of of her predecessor, um, so uh, the national insurance and corporation tax uh, increases. Uh, but then on top of that, we, uh, we had the uh, the abolition of the, the very top rate of income tax, 45%, a few other measures, stamp duty cut and so on, and those were not expected. And I think the combination of that and Quasi uh, Quarteng, the new chancellor, promising more tax cuts, even after quite a bad reaction to those announcements, meant that uh, the market thought that, well, they just don't care about the, uh, they don't care about debt, they don't care about the public finances. Hence the reaction, which, um, as the Bank of England has been pointing out, is, uh, it was UK specific. You know, people have, uh, people in the markets took against the UK because of that perception that they've, they've kind of lost control of the public finances, don't care about the public finances. <laughs>
0: And, and you know, is it about uh, sort of the debt ratios? Because if you compare uh, the UK's uh, debt ratio to some of the other uh, countries in Europe, you know, it, it's probably better than France, Canada and the USA. But is it about maybe the speed of the trajectory of the debt? If we're talking about unfunded tax costs yeah. almost in an overnight scenario is, is that what spooked the
1: markets yes it did it's the um, i mean our, our debt is is higher than yours it's higher than the eu average it's higher than uh, many other countries but as you say lower it's one of the lowest in the uh, g7 only uh, only germany is lower but no other country has had the kind of trajectory of debts that we've had since the financial crisis pre financial crisis uk debt was 40% of uh, GDP, now it's around about 100 percent and going up. So that was that. It's it's the speed at which it is rising, which is causing all the trouble, I think. And let me tell you, I heard about this idea that um, they were going to cut the very top rate of tax, as well as removing the cap on bankers' bonuses, about three days before the um, the announcement. So on a Tuesday evening, and of course that's very frustrating to a Sunday journalist because you you can't do much with it, but. Uh, I knew straight away that this would go down very badly in the markets. Uh, the other people, the person who told me, knew it would go down badly in the markets. So I can't understand why they didn't know it would go down badly in the markets. I think they they thought, you know, cut the top rate of tax, cut the cap on bankers bonuses. The City of London, the financial markets are going to love this. They, you know, they're going to celebrate. It'll be a champagne moment for uh, for the new government, so I think they were quite shocked how badly it went down. This is this is the worst reception for a financial statement from a Chancellor of the Exchequer, from a Finance Minister, I can remember, and I've been doing this job for a very long time. So, what about
0: the fact that there was no independent verification to that? Did that contribute to the scenario in the sense that you know the the the? the <clears throat> the advisory council that you have over there basically weren't consulted or they were overruled. Did that impact the OBR, the Independent Budget Office?
1: Yeah. I've written about this for tomorrow's paper, but I'll give you a sneak preview. I mean, the OBR, Office for Budget Responsibility, is a a baby among institutions. It's only 12 years old, but it has already uh, uh, come to adopt a central place in economic policy. So... The OBR, um, the, you know, it's the, it's the economic and fiscal watchdog, and they offered to do an assessment uh, when the uh, when the new uh, mm-hmm. prime minister took over first, on the on the chancellor's first day, on Kwasi Kwarteng's first day, they gave him a a sort of baseline forecast and said we're we're happy to work on this ahead of your statement, uh, but that was refused. And I think the reason it was refused there were two reasons. One was that um, I don't think the the new administration wanted. An independent assessment to say, Well, this is all very unwise it 's very uh, you know it 's very dangerous so uh, but the other thing is that the the OBr has a habit of stealing the headlines when governments make these announcements so for example, Rishi Sunak, the former chancellor, got very frustrated when all the headlines about one of his announcements was the fact that about the fact that the tax burden was going to rise to its highest since the late 1940s. So, yeah. uh, rather, rather than the individual measures, so for those reasons, they didn't want the OBR involved. But it was a huge mistake, and now they're they're scrambling to catch up with that. So the OBR is being involved now, and we're supposed to get a fiscal plan quite soon. I suspect the, the date for that is November the 23rd, but I suspect it will be brought forward to an earlier date.
0: Okay, and we also had the Bank of England having to buy bonds. That's is that scheduled to stop next Friday? Is a
1: could that spook them further? Uh, yes, I mean the the Bank of England's um, uh, emergency measures. You know, they offered to buy up to sixty five billion of um, of government bonds, gilts. They haven't bought that many, but the fact that they stand ready to do so is quite important. I think um, one of the reasons that I think they will ha- the the government will have to announce that the the fiscal plan is being brought forward is precisely, as you say, that this emergency support is supposed to end on the uh, on the 14th so i think uh, so the government will try and reassure the markets that uh, it's got these things in hand and it's bringing forward the fiscal plan but it it's all got very uh, messy very complicated it's uh, a terrible start for the new prime minister and chancellor i can't remember anything quite as bad as this so uh, and whether whether they can ever recover is, is, is an interesting question
0: yeah so where what is your analysis David on where we go from here uh, what you, you talked there about the survival uh, of the Prime Minister indeed the Chancellor of the Exchequer uh, if if they if they dump out the prime minister, that could probably uh, result in a in a general election, which the yeah. Tories won't want. So, does she stay even if even if she's not doing a great job?
1: Yeah. Well, in response to the um, in response to the budget and everything else, the Labour is about thirty points ahead in the opposition uh, Labour Party's about thirty points ahead in the opinion poll. So. Uh, I think the uh, there's a kind of um, devil's bargain going on at the moment between uh, Conservative MPs who don't particularly like Liz Truss, the new Prime Minister, but also, you know, don't want to, uh, they, they know it would be political suicide to have in a general election now. So I think that keeps her there, uh, even though it's going to be very difficult, I think. I, they, I don't think they could, they know that they couldn't <laughs> replace the Prime Minister again without a general election they don't want a general election so i think i think she'll soldier on for 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 some time but uh, whether she can turn this round i think is a, is a big question i mean nobody really expects her to so we'll have to see what happens
0: um an unstable british economy isn't good for us here in ireland uh you know we might gain some new inward investment from multinationals but potentially we could lose irish exports to to the uk so you know anglo-irish relations particularly in relation to trade are hugely important at this juncture are they not
1: yeah no absolutely and uh, i think you know the despite the fact that the uh, you know the the budget went down so badly i um, i think the the one positive thing i would say about uh, the outlook for the economy is that the um, freezing energy prices is a bit of a game changer you know that makes it uh, that makes it less likely that we'll have a big recession in the uk because that was that was the factor that was going to push uh, consumers into really uh, retrenching and businesses into into real difficulty so freezing energy prices is good news despite the 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 you know the confusion and mess elsewhere so so i don't think the uk economy is going to collapse i don't think it's going to be very strong but there, uh, but as you as you're implying that you know there are positives there. I think uh, I think the new prime minister doesn't want to fight battles on too many fronts. So there is you know during the leadership campaign she was talking very tough about the uh, the, the Northern Ireland protocol, uh, but now there does seem to be a mood in which there might be a, there might <clears> be a deal on that. So and I think that's a positive thing. It's uh, it's one positive I would say from the from the new prime minister.
0: And I suppose finally then, David, if we're to learn from this. Uh, is it that basically never underestimate the markets? Uh, they like you would have. No one expected the well. You say certainly the people who implemented this budget didn't expect the the markets to react as they did. Is is there lessons to be learned?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in this context, everybody um, uh, quotes James Carville, who was a um, uh, an advisor to uh, Bill Clinton. He said. If he died and was reincarnated, he'd want to come back as the bond market because it was so powerful. And uh, I think uh, I think they've learned that. And I think, uh, you know, don't don't do things that are are obviously unwise. Don't, um, you know, don't underestimate the markets and don't brag about the fact that your debt is not that high because. Everybody knows that's a prelude to bumping it up uh, very sharply. So uh, just be a little humble about these things, I think.
0: All right. Well, listen, great to catch up again, David. Uh, always good to hear your views on the UK economy. That's David Smith from the Sunday Times. Thanks for joining us this morning. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by
1: Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.